You're listening to the GGC Life Podcast, weekly messages from our Sunday services. We hope this message encourages you. Be blessed. Thanks, guys. Well, it's always uh, good, and I feel quite an honor to actually be the first live person outside of uh, Sydney. It's a strange world that we're living in. But this morning when I got up in the Airbnb we were staying in last night, I remember looking out the window and it's in Homebush and I looked over and I saw the sign that says Kingpin. And uh, some of you go, yeah, that's where you go bowling. But uh, I kind of looked at it and I felt like God was just reminding us, He is the Kingpin. He's the one who actually holds it all together and even in these unusual times, uh, He is the one that we need to trust on, lean on, cling to, believe in and all of that. Because he is the answer to a world that's been shaken from top to bottom. And, uh, and so it's so good to be with you. And uh, I'm really looking forward to sharing the word with you today. And I just want to honor Leo and Christine. They're great friends of ours. And uh, we have, they are, Leo's actually on our church board as well. And has been since the inception. And, and we have a great kingdom partnership. And, and so I just want to honor them for the work that they've done with the team here in building a fantastic local church. I love coming to GGC Life. It's part of the extended family, and so the guys at Fusion send their love as well. Anyway, well, I've entitled my message this morning, Zoom In. Zoom In. And uh, I think, you know, we all know the online video platform, Zoom. And maybe, you, if you don't know it, maybe you've kind of been using something different. Maybe it's been Microsoft Teams or something like that that you've been using but uh, it, it's that video conferencing tool that, that when COVID hit, the world was forced to use. And I don't know if you know the statistics, is that the, the users on Zoom went from 10 million in December to, to over 300 million by April. I mean, that, that's how much people began to rely on Zoom to stay connected. And their profit, apparently, they were expecting that this financial year, that there was going to be a 200% increase in their revenue. I mean, that's just insane. If you have shares in Zoom prior to all of this, you are doing really, really well right now. And we're so thankful that you're part of GGC Life. Uh, that's great. Just bless the church, you know, just sow into the kingdom and all of that. But, uh, you know, platforms like Zoom and others, have proved to be a real lifesaver in this season because they've helped us stay connected. They've helped us stay connected with loved ones. We have family overseas that we just literally, uh, we don't know when we're going to be able to see them next at all. And some of you have that interstate and, and that and we don't know when borders are going to open and all those kind of things. And so tools like Zoom and those kind of things have proved invaluable to help us stay connected. And yet I'm sure that you've heard the phrase, I'm all Zoomed out. Maybe you've even said that yourself. Maybe you've gone, I cannot believe I've got another Zoom meeting. Oh, the church leaders want us to have another Zoom meeting. Or my boss wants another Zoom meeting. And we're kind of just like, I'm so Zoomed out. Has anyone kind of been there? And if you haven't said it, you've thought it. You know those places where if you're honest with yourself, they're, yeah, yeah, that's me. I've thought that and I lead the church. And I'm like, I don't want another Zoom meeting. And so you would kind of say, I'm all zoomed out. And apparently this phrase zoomed out is actually, they've actually got a definition for it. And it actually means it's excessive fatigue from excessive use of platforms like Zoom. How's that? That's deep, man. I'm, I'm just going deep here with, with the word here this morning. And uh, it's fatigue from using things like that. And apparently they've done a whole lot of studies that show if you spend a lot of time on video platforms like that, 
then apparently it requires more cognitive energy. I'm enlightening you today. This is going to help you understand why you're feeling zoomed out. It requires more cognitive energy because you're having to process all the nonverbal cues. That, uh, it, it takes a lot more energy to do that when you're looking through a camera than it does when you're in person like this. And, and apparently they've also found that we get stressed because we're worried about our backgrounds. What kind of background should I have today for my Zoom meeting? Should I use the virtual background or should I, you know, where am I sitting in my home? And Or oh, I don't want to sit behind the window because then they can't see me. I'm all in shadows. Or maybe I do want to sit behind the window because then they can't see me. I don't know. We get stressed out about it. Or you're worried about the kids walking past in their pajamas. Or maybe it's dad walking past just looking a bit worse for wear after, uh, you know, after getting up this morning. Or maybe it's the cat or the dog. You, you just don't know. We're stressed. About, about what's going to happen with our backgrounds. And, and, and we tend to, they, they, everyone was worried about people working from home, that it was actually going to cause people to work less. No, people are working harder and longer. In fact, on Zoom, they were taking less breaks, apparently. And so people are working extraordinarily long hours, way into the night because of that. And so there's fatigue that comes as a result of that. And has anyone felt really awkward when there's silence in a Zoom meeting? I don't know about you, but when no one's talking, everyone, you ask a question, it's a silence. Someone says, please say something quickly. <laughs> Silence, is, it can be, we get stressed. We get stressed or we get stressed because there's just too much noise going on. Everyone's talking, you, everyone's going on, we do that and you're worried about, and here's, here's, here's the real thing I want to tell you. Apparently studies have shown, and now this is going to enlighten you, that it's stressful for you to keep on looking at your own face. Apparently it's proven. The psychological studies have shown that it's highly stressful for you to keep on looking at your own face. Some of you spend a lot of time doing that. <laughs> but actually it, it, it produces stress. And, and there's a reason behind it because God never created you to be self-absorbed. Hello? God never created you to be self-absorbed. So stop looking at yourself so much and start looking at the world around you. Start looking up to God. He's the creator. He's the one who fashioned you. Gaze into his face because we are, we've just done a series called Above, Below. And the Bible says as you set your heart on things above, that's when you're supposed to reflect below what is actually above. And when you gaze upon his face, that's when you'll begin to reflect who he is. And, and that's not stressful. That's where you find joy and peace. And, and so we get zoomed out and we don't want to connect to another Zoom call, uh, call and we zoom out and, 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 and all those things. And that got me thinking about our relationship with God. Our connectedness to His church. And, and the answer to life and, and some of the fatigue that I think people are generally feeling in this era is not for you to zoom out. I want to say to you, it's actually quite the opposite. It's to zoom in. Zooming out is not the answer because sometimes we kind of think, oh, I'm just not going to engage in that meeting. I'm just not going to do I'm going to zoom out. Don't do that when it comes to God. Make sure that you stay zoomed in. Make sure when it comes to His church, you stay zoomed in. Make sure when it comes to His Word that you stay zoomed in. Make sure that when it comes to His presence, you stay zoomed in. We need to zoom in, not zoom out. You know, when you zoom into the camera, we've got cameras here that are making this available to people online. And, uh, and, and, and when you zoom into the camera, you bring an object that seems far off and in, indistinguishable from a distance you bring it into focus and clarity when you zoom in. 
When you zoom in, you begin to fill, you, fill your sight with what, what you focus on and that which you could not see clearly before. That's what happens when you zoom in. It helps bring detail into a very general picture. And it helps you to make sense of how you're connected to that picture. See, that's what zooming in does. When you zoom in on a, uh, when you zoom in on a video platform, it's helping you stay connected. It's helping you to be fruitful and productive. And the same is true spiritually and emotionally. When we are talking about zooming in and not zooming out, when, when you zoom into God, His church, His word, His presence, His people, uh, things begin to get clarity. You begin to get focused. You begin to see what He sees. So no longer are you just seeing a COVID world. Now you begin to see what He sees when He looks at a COVID world. I've actually, this phrase has just gripped me in the last couple of days. This is hot of the press. I haven't even shared this with my church yet. But I'm thinking that our theme for next year is going to be this. Can you see Him? Can you see Him? Because in this, in this society, can you see Him? COVID hasn't caused God to disappear. COVID hasn't stopped God working. COVID, so I love just hearing about people getting saved on the streets. Let's not zoom out, but let's zoom in. It helps us be connected. And in the natural, every Zoom call that we make has a host. The one who created the meeting. And our ability to zoom in is because God first zoomed into you. And He's inviting you to a meeting. He set up a meeting and it's called your life. And he wants you to zoom into that. He wants you to understand that. It says this in John chapter 1, verse 1, because I do read Scripture as well. It says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning, and through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness, nor COVID, can overcome it. He is the life. Nothing can overcome it. In John 3, 16, we know the scripture well. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever should believe in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him. So God has zoomed into us. He zoomed into us, into your life right from the beginning when He created you. He has zoomed into you and He has a plan. He's zoomed into you by sending His Son Jesus to die for your sins, to forgive you, to restore you back to relationship with God the Father. He zoomed into your life by sending His Holy Spirit as His very presence with us and in us. He's zoomed into, uh, into our lives by giving us His Word. As the thing that guides us and leads us and encourages us and strengthens us. He's given us His church, that community that you can belong to and grow in and do life with, where you're stronger for being part of it. He's zoomed into our lives and zoomed into us, and He's hosting a meeting, and He's inviting you to come to it, and He's saying, hey, are you going to join my Zoom meeting? I want you to zoom in. Don't zoom out. And so I want to speak to you this morning about some things, using this illustration of Zoom that we're all pretty familiar with, that I think are going to help us to know how do we stay Zoomed in, in a season where everything is trying to say to us, Zoom out. How do we stay Zoomed in? And the first thing is this, you need to get connected. You need to get connected. 
You know, he sent out the invites, but you still have to get connected. I can set up a Zoom meeting with you from Canberra, but if you don't respond to it, then it's just an invite. But when you, you actually have to join it to benefit from that meeting. Whereas in the natural, we can debate the value of certain Zoom meetings that we have. Oh, did I really need to be at that meeting? Did I really need to be at that meeting? Did I really need to be at that meeting? Oh, you know, the sale was going on and on about the need for, you know, just, uh, you know, the, all the COVID things have to be in place for the kids' ministry. And I just, did I really need to be in that meeting? Yes, you did. But we can debate those things. We can debate whether, whether we actually have to be part of them or not. But here's the thing is that when it comes to God, whatever meaning He set up with you and for your life is always beneficial. You have a choice, but you don't really. You can join His medium or not, but you'd be crazy not to. Because whenever God sets up a meeting for your life, it's always beneficial for you to receive the invites and engage. And so listen to what it says in John 15 verse 4. It says, remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot bear fruit if it's severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. We need to hear this, guys. That's saying, don't zoom out, zoom in. Because fruitfulness is found when you zoom into him. It says, yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Man, if you need any reason as to why you should be zooming into God, right there, you've got it. Don't zoom out, zoom in, get connected, get connected to His invite. So if that's the case, we're kind of, well, Matt, you know, why is it that we zoom out? Because we can know that stuff in our heads. But why do we zoom out from God, His people, His church, particularly in a season like this? Well, I think one of the main reasons can be this word that I think we're hearing a lot about in, in, in this last while, and it's this word fatigue. Fatigue. It's, it's, it's that thing that you feel when you've been doing something for a long time, and it's a very natural byproduct of doing things for a long time. It's not sin. It's just a byproduct of doing something for a long period of time, ongoingly, without a break. And so we can experience spiritual fatigue, emotional fatigue, relational fatigue, physical fatigue. And, and you may be here today because how do I know that? Because I've experienced that. And I said this to my church, I said, hey, we're all fatigued. But it doesn't mean that we're not passionate about Jesus. It doesn't mean we're not excited about His purposes. It doesn't mean that we don't have faith. Fatigue is one thing, but there's, we need to zoom in, not zoom out when we're feeling fatigued. Because the answer to overcoming fatigue is not you zooming out. Somehow we think in our minds, oh, I'm going to do less. I don't need to come to church. I'll just watch online. Are you allowed to say that? Is that okay? We love the people online. God bless you. <laughs> there are valid reasons for people being online. There's limitations to how many people can get in the building. But some of you are choosing to stay online because you've zoomed out. And my challenge to you, I'm a friend of this house, is saying zoom in. Don't zoom out. There's a chair waiting for you here. And some of you, there's no logical, rational reason for you to be staying where you are. And in fact, you'd be better if you got connected in a more meaningful way than you are right now. Now, for some of you, the meaningful way is doing exactly what you're doing right now. And you're an authentic expression of this local church. Zoom in. Don't zoom out. Get connected. You know, they did a study of pilots uh, with fatigue. They're not getting very fatigued at the moment because they're not flying anywhere at the moment. 
They did a study of pilots, long-haul pilots. They were flying, and they, they, they looked at the effects of fatigue on pilots, and they found out, listen to some of the effects of fatigue if it's not dealt with properly. There's a measurable reduction in speed and accuracy of performance. I want you to put yourself in this equation and think about when you get tired or if you're feeling tired, think about your performance and accuracy of what you're doing. There's lapses of attention and vigilance. There's delayed reactions. There's impaired logical reasoning and decision-making with a reduced ability to scope the future and know what to do. Hello. That's why when I start seeing people making ridiculous long-term decisions in this season, I'm saying, are you crazy? You're tired. You're fatigued. This is not the time to be deciding, should I change church? Your impact, your reasoning has been affected because you're fatigued. Changing environments, not going to fix what's going on. Zoom in. Don't zoom out. Zoom in. There's reduced situational awareness and there's low motivation. And they found out that the answer is not to just be booking pilots off all the time, but it's to find, to find recharge on the journey. And so regular breaks and all those kind of things while they're flying and do that. And it's the same thing spiritually. You, you, you get connected, you refresh by connecting to the source. Matthew 11 verse 28 says this, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens. All of you who are fatigued, and he says, I will give you rest. Some of us are hanging out for holidays, and holidays are great, and I'm hanging out for holiday too, but that's not the ultimate place for my rest. It's found in Him. We've got to zoom into Him. Because we don't know how long it's going to take before Queensland and New South Wales settle their inter-border disputes and decide when they're actually going to open up. We don't know. And if you were hanging out for that, you could be in for a long, long, long wait. But if you zoom into Him, you can find rest. Listen to what it says. It says, take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I'm humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light. Here's the question. Maybe you're just getting tired because you're carrying the wrong yoke. Are you carrying His yoke or are you carrying some other kind of yoke? His word says his yoke is easy. His yoke is light. But we're often trying to sort it out ourselves and figure it out ourselves and you know, do all kinds of things ourselves. And he's saying, no, 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 zoom in. Zoom in, get connected. And then you'll find you'll refresh and you'll renew because his burden is light. Now is the time to look up, not look around. We're doing a lot of looking around. Oh, where's the next hotspot? Where's the next thing? Do you have to wear masks here? Don't you have to wear masks there? What do you have to do? Do you sign in here? Don't sign in there. Look around. Oh, that person's standing too close to me. All those things are good and necessary. You're on the escalator. Anyone done that? You're on the escalator. And you're just like, what are you? Get away from me. I've got to stop. We're looking around too much, man. We need to start looking up a little bit more. You zoom in by carrying his yoke. Now, I'm not advocating be silly. I'm, I'm saying, no, do the right thing. But let's look up. We need to get connected. Secondly, if you want to zoom in, you've got to mute your microphone. 
You've got to mute your microphone. There's nothing worse than being in a Zoom call and everyone jumps on when it's, when it's an all-in night and all the volunteers are on and Leo's trying to say something and then everyone's microphone's on and everyone's... It's just like this noise. You cannot hear what's going on. You lose the central message because people's microphones are not muted. And some of us need to mute the microphone of our lives because there's too many voices that are clouding the voice of God, that are clouding the voice of the Holy Spirit. And we're wondering why we're fatigued and we're zooming out. No, no, mute the microphone. Mute the microphone. Psalm 46 verse 10 says it this way. Be still and know that I am God. You've got to mute the microphone. We've got too much stuff going on. Some of the noise that we need to mute is the noise of busyness. Oh, sometimes I think we think we get our identity with busyness. We're running around and busy, busy, busy. How are you doing? Oh, I'm really busy. Oh, how are you doing? I'm really, really busy. Every, have you met those people? Every time you talk to them, they're always really, really busy. And maybe you are. But I want to say to you, don't allow the noise of busyness to cloud out the voice of God. Don't allow that to take place. We've got to keep the main thing the main thing. Otherwise, when second things become the main thing, that's when the main thing becomes the last thing. You need to keep the main thing the main thing. The main thing the Bible tells us is two things, to love God and love people. You want to boil it down to simplicity of what the main thing is? It's love God, love people. You want to know what your mandate is? It's love God, it's love people. You want to know what this church is about? It's loving God and loving people. <laughs> you want to keep the main thing the main thing. Let's make sure we prioritize what really matters. Or maybe it's the noise of your past. Maybe there's been some stuff that's gone on, hurt, pain that you carry with you that's affecting your hearing. And if you don't allow the healing of Jesus to come into those areas, it's going to cause you to not be able to zoom in. Isaiah 61 verse 1 says that Jesus came to bring good news to the poor. He's, he's been sent to comfort the brokenhearted and to proclaim the captives will be released and the prisoners be freed. That's what he came to do. Sometimes it's a noise, of, or maybe it's the noise of our past, or maybe it's just the noise of other voices. Are you listening to the right voices right now? You know, it just, um, I want to say to you, it's great to turn on the tellies and get up to speed with what's going on. And I mean, we live in political central, you know, and, it's, and, it's, and so we, we tend to, a lot of our news is all around that kind of stuff. But you know what? If you listen to that stuff all the time, it's disheartening, it's discouraging, it's confusing. Um, you know, you, now we laugh because we can just see through certain things that people say, politicians say, because they don't want to say what they really want to say, but they have to say, what anyone else wants them to say, so they don't actually say what they really want to say. They just say it in a way that they're giving an answer, but they're not really giving an answer. That's the world I live in. And, and, and you can listen to the news and all the stats about all the stuff that's going on, and you can just get discouraged. There's too many voices. We're giving too much airtime. Some of you need to stop watching ABC and those kind of things less and actually start dialing into Jesus more. Cutting out the voice, those things, and, and uh, you've got to zoom into his voice. I always remember the story of young Samuel who goes to his mentor, Eli, and, and he says, I'm hearing these voices. I keep on waking up at night, and Eli says to him, this is what I want you to do. Simply say this. Just say simply, speak, Lord, 
your servant is listening. Imagine if we started doing that a bit more. Sitting down, finding your quiet spot, your quiet space, wherever it is, and just saying, Lord, speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. The third thing we need to do if we want to zoom in is to share your screen. Share your screen. God made us for community and connection, not only with Him, but also with others. And the church is such an important part of that. And, and, and I think one of the most unhelpful terms that come out of this period is that term social distancing. Because we might have to physically distance, but we don't need to socially distance. We, he wants us to be connected. He made us to be connected. In fact, there was a study that was done earlier this year by the American Bible Society and the Barna Research Group. And they, and they did it trying to look at people's engagement with the Bible. And they did this study. They, they had thousands of replies to it. And they thought that during this COVID era, that what they would find was that the people's engagement with the Bible would go up. And it did initially. But then it tailed right off. And, and they were confused by this. And they were asking people who replied. And they said, no, no, I really wanted to engage, but I didn't. That might have been you. I'm not bringing conviction on you. I'm just telling you why it is that you perhaps are doing what you're doing. There's a lot of other people like you. But here's, when they did a bit of research, they found out the reason was interesting. Because the conclusion they came to was this, and I agree with this, is that they said because they understood that the Bible was never meant to be a solo pursuit. It was always meant to be engaged in in community. I want you to think about that. Now, I can't read your Bible for you. There's definitely a place for you to sit down, but it's this. It's your small groups. It's sitting with friends around a, in a coffee shop somewhere and just grappling with the Word of God. That's how the early church was birthed. That is how the Bible's supposed to be read. It's to help one another apply it and, and get it into action. Some of us are, are, are solo theologians, and it's not doing us any good because the Bible wasn't intended to be read that way. It was meant to be done in a community. And that's why it's so important for us to gather as we do. Ephesians 6, 4, uh, 4.16 says, From Him the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament. It's talking about the relationships. Grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. We need to get connected. You know there's two, two ends to the friendship pool. There's the shallow end and the deep end. And I don't know where your friendships sit. But in the shallow end... They can never meet your needs. You know, the shallow end is the kind of place where the kids play. The shallow end is where it's safe. The shallow end is the kind of social media friendships that we have. They're kind of not really of substance, but oh, you know, I've got a thousand friends. No, you don't. <laughs> you have a thousand acquaintances. <laughs> Very few of them are really your friends. And so, so we, we're there, and, and it's where the majority of people hang out, and, and, and then it's a place where today I'm your friend, tomorrow I'm not, and, 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 and there's not much risk there. Just a button pushes, and you, you disconnect. And, but I hope you realize that that's not where we're supposed to swim. God wants you in the deep end when it comes to relationships, not in the shallow end. Because I want people in my world who challenge me. I want people in my world who are going to be cheering me on to, th to the things of God. I want people in my world who are going to, uh, who, who are going to uh, come around me and add value to me, who are going to inspire me. Who, I want people around me who want to grow and are going to challenge me to grow into all that God has. I, I don't want to blob around in the shallow end. 
with relationships that are really doing nothing for me. And I'm not doing anything for them. I want to be in the deep end. And if we're going to zoom in, we, we, we've got to ensure that we share our screens. You know, I want to be around people that are dreaming Jesus' dreams. I want to be around people who are going to pick me up when I fall. You know, once you get to know Christ, we have this ability to enter into those kind of levels of relationships. Because as we have this incredible relationship with Him, it's Him that enables us to have these relationships with one another. Do you notice that's the sign of the cross right there? As we have this relationship with Him, that's what enables us to go deeper in these relationships with one another. So as you connect with Him, you have this ability to share your screen with one another and to zoom in. Parents, I want to say to you, you have a huge, huge responsibility in this area. You've got to teach your kids this. But here's the question I want to ask you as parents. Who are you hanging with? Oh, who are you hanging with? Because they're not going to do what you tell them. They're going to do what they see. And if you're not choosing the right people to hang with, if you're just shallow end in your relationships, if you're too scared, and maybe you've got reason. Maybe you said, I was hurt. I try, I try to trust someone, and you've decided to stay in the shallow end. Then don't expect your kids to go in the deep end. They're going to stay where you are. They're learning. They're modeling. You're modeling to them that, hey, it's okay just to have shallow end relationships. It attacked me. But we've got to make sure that we are having the kind of friends that we're hanging with. We're modeling to our kids. These are the kind of people that you need to seek out. We're not going to choose your friends for you, but we want to model to you the kind of relationships that you need to be seeking out in your life, that these relationships are good. These relationships are healthy. Dads, I want to say to you, if you don't want your girl to date, your daughter to date some deadbeat guy who comes along and says, oh, you're the most beautiful thing I've ever seen, then you be the one that shows her what a real good godly guy looks like. You be the one that, that shows her models and values and appreciates and talks to her as though she's a princess of the king. You be the one that shows her what it is. I don't know why I said that because it's not in my notes. Someone needed to hear that. And then lastly, if we need to zoom in, we've got to be patient in the waiting room. You've got to be patient in the waiting room. Zoom is a feature that before the host starts a meeting, they put you in a waiting room. And everyone has to go into there. It used to be an optional thing. Now it's like mandatory. Everyone has to go into the waiting room until the host activates your participation. And we've all been invited, but you haven't yet been activated. And some people don't like the waiting room. And because we're in the waiting room, we're not seeing things happening, we zoom out. And we kind of go, oh, no, 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 you know, uh, I, I don't like the waiting room. But this is what I've learned. It's actually in the waiting room that God does some of his best work. Some of his best work. This COVID season can seem a bit like a waiting room season. But let's zoom in because God's doing some amazing work in this season. I have to confess, and I don't know if there's anyone here, I do not like waiting. Anyone else out there that's prepared to come with me on that bus? I don't like waiting. I'm the kind of guy that if you're one minute, two minutes late for the meeting, I'm like, where were you? I'm the guy that's always early to the meeting because I'm thinking that's what you do. I'm, I'm early. I'm, I'm, in fact, I'm already ready to go before I'm actually supposed to go. It's so good that I brought uh, Stuart with me today because I know he's like that as well. He's like, we've got to get there. We get there early. 
choosing her, come with me, because I don't want someone who's dragging their feet, and I'm trying to drag them out because we're going to go minister, and they're just like, oh, now I've got another thing to do. No, 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 we get there early. I hate waiting. I hate waiting at the shops. Hello? I'm supposed to be a Christian, I'm supposed to be a pastor, and yet in the, in, in the line sometimes I think I must look like I've got a storm cloud over me because I just hate waiting. Hurry up. Why don't you just, I mean, I'll come there and help you. I'll just like put those things through the scanner quicker. If you work at Willie's or Carl's, God bless you. You are wonderful. You have to put up with people like me. <laughs> but I don't like waiting. But I've actually learned that actually it's in that place that God sometimes does some of his greatest work in me. Don't zoom out because it seems like nothing is happening. You may be having this relational breakdown in your marriage right now, and you've been fasting and praying, and you're seeing no change. Or, or, or maybe you've got a health situation, you've been trusting God and praying and waiting for that healing. Or maybe you've been trusting God for a family and nothing's been happening. Or maybe it's some kind of financial provision you've been trusting God for, and you've been giving and faithfully sowing, and you're just not seeing that thing happening. Or maybe there's a loved one that you've been praying for and trusting for their salvation that is just not responding. And, and you're asking, God, why do you not do something about it? Anyone been in that place? Why are you not doing something, God? Do you get frustrated like I do in the natural and want to zoom out? Well, maybe there's another response that we can have in the season of waiting. Because with God, a waiting season is never a wasted season. The Bible has a lot to say about waiting. Psalm 27, 14 says, wait for the Lord, be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Waiting is biblical. Waiting is normal. Waiting is never wasted. Unfortunately, we live in an instantaneous generation that just wants to see everything happen now. But I want to say to you, the wait is great. Because maybe He's working something in you in your character, in your thinking, in your faith, and your dependence on Him. Maybe He wants to grow you uh, into more, and the weight is part of that. Maybe He's wanting you to trust and persevere and to worship and praise and thank Him in greater ways. Because here's the thought, if God met all of your expectations, He would never have the opportunity then to exceed them. You need to hear that. If God met all of your expectations... He would never then have the opportunity to exceed them. You know, Mary and Martha, when their brother Lazarus died, they were just expecting a healing. You know what Jesus wanted? He wanted a resurrection. He didn't just want a healing. He said, man, I've got so much more that I want to do. I actually want to do a resurrection. Can you stand with me, please? Just because you're not married doesn't mean that God is not preparing someone for you right now. Just because you've lost one job, it doesn't mean that there's not a better one coming. Just because you're battling to conceive, doesn't mean that you won't. Just because you're not yet healed, doesn't mean that He won't heal you and that He won't use your journey to glorify His name and to encourage others. Just because one door has closed, doesn't mean that another one won't open. If this word has meant something to you today, maybe you realize that you've zoomed out in some way in some capacity. Maybe you understand and you've heard me talk about the need to get connected. 
the need to mute your microphone, the need to share your screen, the need to be patient in the waiting room, and something that just resonated in you and said, yep, that's me, then just right where you are, I want you just to lift up your hands to heaven. If you're online, just where you are in the quiet of your room, why don't you just respond to God right now, however you feel is appropriate. And I want to pray for us that we would just zoom in. Zoom in today. Lord God, I thank you that you're here in this place. That online right now in homes and places that are watching this, you're there. And Lord, we seek you right now. We choose to realize that we've zoomed out in some ways and we want to change that this day. And we're saying, God, you've zoomed into us and we want to zoom into you afresh. Lord God, we're choosing to get connected. We're choosing, Lord God, to, to, to share our screens, Lord God. We're choosing to mute some of those voices that have been getting in the way and we're choosing to embrace the waiting room. I pray for every person that's been trusting you for something, Lord God. I pray that this morning you would encourage their heart afresh, that you are at work, that you're a good God, that you're working things out. And they wouldn't be fatigued spiritually, but they would find their souls and their faith being refreshed in a new way. I pray for your presence to come upon those that are weary and tired. And Lord God, that they would know that it's not a holiday that's necessarily going to fix anything. But Lord God, your presence what strengthens us. Holy Spirit, just come and breathe afresh upon your people. In Jesus' mighty name, I thank you, Lord. I pray for anyone that's watching online or in this place that doesn't know you. I pray they will make a decision today to zoom into you with all that they have. You don't ask us to understand it fully. You're just extending the invitation. I just have to accept it. Sir, madam, if that's you, I want to encourage you today. Say yes. Say yes to Jesus. And zoom in to that meeting that's called your life. It'll be the best decision you ever make. And everyone said, amen, amen. Thank you. been listening to the ggc life podcast we hope this message has encouraged you for more please visit our website ggclife.com or email us ggclife at ggclife.com from our house to yours be blessed